0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It. This is the uh, the in-between seasons episode. I'm trying something new here where I kind of uh, recap the previous season and then introduce the new season. So uh, we just wrapped up season four a couple of weeks ago. Season four was my favorite season for uh, a lot of reasons. I talked to a lot of really great people. I had some fantastic sponsors. We did that story arc. Uh, or the I guess the multi-episode arc on how to build your own business, which I thought was a lot of fun, a little bit of experimenting there, um, and and there were a lot of takeaways. I think I said this a bunch of times when I was introducing the episodes. I got a lot of immediately actionable advice from my guests. Uh, so hopefully you did too. I thought that was probably my favorite part of season four. On top of all the fantastic people I got to talk to. There were multiple times where I I sat there and I said, well, this is something that I'm going to do right now. I'm going to take this advice. I'm going to start applying it to my business. So I just want to recap uh, a few of those, right? So uh, the first was from a relatively recent guest, um, Thomas Umstad Jr. Uh, he talked about a uh, kickstarting plugins, right? Uh, Or crowdfunding uh, his business's endeavors. And when I asked him about Feature Set, uh, he talked about a client that he had uh, named Barbara, and that Barbara was an older lady, not really familiar with computers, but managed her own website as an author. Uh, And, you know, he said that they would always try to invoke Barbara's name when they were talking about UX or a feature, you know, that they would say, This plugin is for Barbara. What would Barbara do? How would she react to this? And I really liked that because it keeps that development team grounded in Well, this is this is not a plugin for me. This is a plugin that I'm building for other people, and I need to consider how other people might use that plugin. All too often I see people Building software that they don't use, that they don't have any idea about how people use it's it's uh, shockingly apparent in the LMSs that I've used at various higher education institutions. Um, you know, the, it's just clear that some big corporation decided to get into the LMS game and made some features and didn't consider the user experience. So uh, it's very refreshing to see that. Uh, to see a development team talking about that. So, I I really, really liked that. Um, Patrick Rowland, uh, going kind of to the opposite end of the season, um, talked about, you know, we talked about how to build a WooCommerce store, essentially. And he said that we as humans are almost always driven by emotion, whether we realize it or not. So, the thing that ultimately makes us want or uh, want something or or makes us purchase something is the emotional aspect of it. Uh, so we can justify all we want; we can say we need this, but ultimately, it's it's the thing that we're gonna feel emotionally connected to, uh, to that makes us buy it. And that advice again, I started using that immediately. I like right after our interview, I reworded some copy on my sponsor page on my online courses site, on my personal site, to hopefully dig deep into the emotional aspect and emotionally connect with the folks reading the copy on the page. Uh, I think it's working out. I need to do some A-B testing still. Um, and and uh, But I mean, I'm definitely doing better at this point this year than I was at this point last year. So uh, that's something something to think about. Um, on the on the same token, uh, you know, several guests talked about following your passion. Right, another thing that's very emotionally driven. Right, so um, Peter Hollins, uh, Brad Williams, and Sarah Dunn all talked about doing things to uh, to follow your passion. Uh, Peter talked about it in the in the context of, you know, he has this online academy that's really fantastic. He's, he's very passionate about teaching people their passions. And, and he says that if you're passionate enough and you're driven enough, you can make money online doing what you love. Um, but you need to have that passion because if you don't have that passion, as soon as it gets hard, you're not going to want to do it anymore. Uh, and, and, you know, Brad talks, Kind of in the same um, in the same vein, right? Uh, about about following your passion and doing what you're passionate about. Um, Sarah Dunn talked about it in kind of a different aspect, where you know she was looking to niche or niche down her business uh, or start a new business where she was niching down, and she was having a lot of trouble finding. Something that she wants to niche down to or niche down to. Uh, I'm going to decide right now to just keep saying niche because that's how I've always said it. Um, So niche down to. And uh, she finally found it because she was helping somebody with their wedding website and their SEO for their wedding service. And she not only was able to help the person, but loved helping the person. So, you know, she found that passion for her niche. So uh, that is, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about a lot of passionate people on the season. Uh, and again, that was maybe another reason I really liked it is because, yeah, I love talking to people who are very passionate about the things they do. I'm very passionate about the things that I do. Uh, I probably have a lot of strong opinions because of how passionate I am at times, but um, I think that uh, it's, it's really important. It needs to be an important driver, Uh, especially as I approach my first full year. Um, Next year, next week is my uh, going solo anniversary. And it it was a hard year, but uh, it was a very rewarding year. And uh, I wouldn't have been able to do that without having that passion. Uh, And, uh, you know, my wife saw how passionate I was and and was very supportive because of that. So um, have passion in what you do. Uh, let your emotions drive you in in that sense. Um. The the last two or three takeaways I guess uh, have to do with something that um I'm not great at, which is uh good good copywriting. Uh, I think I'm a very good writer, but I think that I let my own uh, biases cloud my marketing copy. Right, that's. I guess that's maybe. It. I'm not great at writing marketing copy. Uh, I'm good at writing, uh, but marketing copy is a whole other animal that I have a hard time wrapping my head around. So, when I talked to uh, Nicole Kohler and uh, Jen, I'm. Uh, she she has a uh, uh, a new last name now. Jen Roventine. Nay Jamar. Um, I hope I'm saying that, that right. Jen Roventine. Um, when I talked to them, I kind of talked to them back to back and Nicole talked about, uh, the necessity to communicate clearly with your copy, right? People are most likely going to read some headlines and try to get a good idea of exactly what your product does. So it's important to use that copy to communicate clearly. Uh, Becca Rice kind of talks about the same things. Uh, And the way that you are able to communicate clearly is uh, thanks to Jen's advice, which is to know your user's problems or know your target audience's problems. Um, So, you know, all three of them, uh, Jen and Nicole and Becca, talked about actually talking to your users or potential users. See what problems they're trying to solve and write your copy that way. Decide your features that way, calling back to what Thomas said earlier um, or what I said Thomas said earlier. Uh, understanding your customers or your potential's customers' problems allows you to write clearer copy to say, hey, you have this problem and here's how we can solve it and that goes back to helping with the emotional aspect of your copy so uh you might find a common thread through all the things i'm talking about here right um uh, know your users appeal to the emotional side of them um and communicate clearly if you can know your users enough to communicate clearly, then you can write that copy that appeals to the problems they're having, and you can say, "Hey, I know how you feel. I want to alleviate your problems. Here's how we can do it." And that's that emotional grab. So, really loved that. Um, and then you know, once you have the once you have them hooked and they buy your product, uh, the last piece of advice, which I really love from from Nancy Hildebrandt. Um, which was uh, to have task-based documentation, right? So uh, if you are understanding your user's problems, then you should be able to write good enough documentation to walk them step-by-step th- step through how your product solves that problem. So um, I'll link all of those episodes in the notes for this episode. Uh, but that was just kind of a 10-minute-ish recap that I wanted to give of Season 4. So uh, that is Season 4. I have a lot of really great guests lined up for Season 5. Uh, including, I'm I'm getting not I'm not getting away from WordPress. Uh, that's uh, that's not how I would want to word that. But I'm definitely branching out and not just talking to WordPress people. I experimented a little bit with that in season four when I talked to uh, Brad Dowdy about making physical products, and I want to do it a little bit more. So I get to talk to. A bunch of people like uh, Seth Scott, who developed a game, a video game for the Nintendo Switch. I talked to the folks over at Ulysses, which is my favorite writing app for uh, the Apple ecosystem, um, and uh, I talked to a bunch of folks that are talking about SaaS. Uh, so, um, oh, I, I talked to PJ Ty about Uscreen. Just a lot of, um, I think I have a really good, diverse set of guests. Not only um, you know, as far as different viewpoints and, and things like that, but as far as what they're building. So I think we're going to get a, a really good, um, uh, uh, let's say a smorgasbord of of how different tools are built. Really, really excited for that. Uh, I have most of the interviews done already and they're out for edit. So uh, I'm I'm very excited to see the reception that those get. But, um, and we're going to be kicking off the season with uh, Rachel Cherry, who is organizing WP Campus. So uh, organizing an event is becoming, maybe not becoming more common, but we're seeing it a lot more in the WordPress space. I organized WordCamp Scranton, and I did event organization in college with the University of Scranton, Scranton uh, Programming Board, where programming means planning in this context and not my normal type of programming. Uh, and I always thought that was really fun, if not stressful. Um, and so, th- there. Uh, if you know, if you're not getting mentored on that by by someone, um, or you don't have somebody to help you out, it could be hard. So uh, I really appreciate the advice that Rachel will give us in episode one uh, of season five. And aside from that, I have lots of really really cool stuff. So very excited about that. Uh, I also want to thank you. The listeners. Um, the show grew from about seventeen or eighteen thousand monthly downloads at the beginning of the season to almost twenty-eight thousand monthly downloads in May, the last month of the season. So uh crazy growth, like 30 percent, a little more than thirty percent growth, which is amazing. Um so I'm going to try to continue to grow and Deliver that high-quality content that uh, people are apparently looking for. Um, the last things, the last few things I want to talk about uh, in this little in-between episode uh, are uh, some of the ways that I'm trying to build more of a community around how I built it. So uh, I have like kind of a dormant Facebook group, um, and I want to make that face group, Facebook group, uh, better. So Uh, I'm going to really double down on that this season. So if you want to join the Facebook group, it is free of charge. You can go to howibuilt.it slash Facebook and sign up. Uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, use that as a venue to ask questions and post news about previous guests and, of course, promote the new episodes. But uh, I want want to start discussions about building things in that Facebook group. Um, I've also started an Instagram account. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you go to uh, howibuilt.it slash Instagram, uh, that'll take you to my Instagram account. The username is also howibuiltit, um, all one word. And I'm going to be posting, uh, not only pictures of the new episodes and of the sponsors and stuff like that, but I'm going to use the story, um, to, uh, show kind of behind the scenes stuff. So I'll maybe live stream uh, some of the, the stuff I'm doing or take pictures with guests and things like that. Um, if you, uh, if you go over to the Instagram account now, you'll see maybe a portion of, uh, this where I'm talking into the microphone, uh, and also, uh, kind of just adding this to the story uh, if I can figure out maybe how uh, Instagram works, right? So, uh, you know, I I'm, I have like a live story going on right now where I am uh, recording this recap video. And so you can see, you know, what I look like, I guess, when I record, but also, you know, how I use my equipment and stuff like that. So um, that is, that's what I have planned for the Instagram feed. Um, I'm just, I just want to show kind of more of the process and more of, um, the behind the scenes stuff. A lot of people ask me about podcasting and I feel like Instagram is probably a good place to, uh, showcase some of that stuff, maybe off the record. Um, so that's, that's the Instagram feed. If you go to howibuilt.it slash Instagram, it'll redirect you to the Instagram account. Um, it'll also, uh, you can also find it over on uh how i built it if you go or how i built i'm sorry if you go to instagram.com slash how i built uh you can sign up for the instagram there uh and last but not least uh i am making a concerted effort uh to make patreon my patreon account better so um The Patreon account will give you more access to me. Uh, You'll get an access to a Discord server. You can ask me questions about upcoming guests. You can give me uh, questions for upcoming guests. Uh, So I'll try to post my recording schedule for the next couple of weeks. Um, And when I do ask, when I do interview uh, people, I will ask questions that maybe you have proposed. and maybe those will be exclusively patreon questions. Um and then I I also want to try to host a weekly Q&A, right, where you post questions in the Q&A forum. I'll start that weekly uh, and I'll answer any questions that you have about podcasting or course creation or general development or whatever. So, um you can find that over at how i built it/patreon or patreon.com/howibuiltit. Um very uh palindrome like not palindrome, but it's very uh uh, reverse URL sort of thing. So, um, let's see, to recap, uh, we talked about some of my favorite things from season four, the common thread being, uh, understanding your users enough to appeal to their emotion. Um, uh, I talk about season five where we're not only going to get WordPress stuff, but we're going to get software as a service stuff. We're going to get other platform development stuff and a lot more. Uh, I'm trying to make Facebook work. So if you go to howibuilt.it slash Facebook, you can sign up there. I have a new Instagram account, how I built. know it, just how I built. Uh, and I'm really trying to make Patreon a good place. So if you're looking for uh, free community stuff where um, – where you can interact with other listeners and possibly guests. Check out Facebook. If you want access, more direct access to me as far as exclusive content and early content and ad-free content goes, um, then you can head over to Patreon. Uh, Or if you just want to support what I'm doing, Uh, You can do it for as little as a dollar a month. So uh, if you don't want the extra content, that's fine. If you just want to support what I'm doing, that is fine too. Speaking of support, I want to thank one more time my season four full season sponsors, Liquid Web and Jilt. Uh, I was able to introduce transcripts this season thanks to them. So uh, they are helping make my podcast a more accessible place, which is very nice. Uh, If you're in the market for... High quality managed WordPress hosting. Check out Liquid Web over at buildpodcast.net/slash liquid. And if you want to uh, recover some of those abandoned carts from either your shop or your client's shop, head over to buildpodcast.net/slash jilt to learn how jilt can help you out. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, season five drops in a couple of weeks with Rachel Cherry talking about WP Campus. So until next time, get out there and build something.